Guys, welcome back to the Arsidios ESL podcast. And yet again, I have my partner in crime here. Her name goes by the name of Katrina Gleisberg. You know what? She's out there in Nebraska. If this is your first time tuning in, guys, you're going to be in for a special one. I've seen a lot of different things out there in terms of people saying, how can I develop my speaking? I've seen so many different things. How can I, you know, develop my listening, et cetera, et cetera. So what we're going to do, we're going to narrow this down specifically to speaking, and then we'll branch out if we have time. If not, of course, Katrina, she comes on on a a biweekly basis. Oh, I hate saying that. But she comes on on a two-week basis or every other week, whatever you want to call it. And with that being said, who cares about me? Let's get into this. Katrina, thank you so much for coming on. I am excited as always to be on your show and feed off of your amazing energy and get to respond to your very, very diverse international audience and all these great questions. So thanks so much for having me here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of diversity, man, I'm just so grateful. And I just want to give a shout out to just about everyone out there. I just never thought I'm talking Europe, Africa, you name it, for, to the littlest countries like Mozambique, and we got Egypt, just a lot of different places who listen. And, you know, over the last 10 episodes, there's always up to nearly 50 countries that listen to this ESL podcast with over 140 cities around the world. So, man, and that's only in the last 10 episodes. So, I put it all together. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's over a hundred and two hundred in each category. But nonetheless, people developing speaking. What Katrina did today was put together, compile a wonderful list of things of how we can improve or how we can help you improve your speaking. So, Katrina, let's dive into this. Of course, you have the experience out there in good old. Greece, teaching out there at an international school, going to Panama, teaching out there and whatnot. When it comes to developing speaking, I want you to break us in. Okay, so a couple of these things are little tidbits that we have touched upon in some of our previous podcasts, Um, speaking about mindful communication and speaking about uh, the balance of the language learning domains, reading, writing, speaking, listening. But yes, we will primarily focus on speaking. So first of all, as we've shared before, I think the very obvious tip, number one thing when students ask, how can I improve my speaking? Put yourself out there in daily interactions. These natural speaking opportunities, asking for help at the grocery store, uh, talking to the person taking your ticket on the bus, um, speaking to people in line, small talk, ordering at a restaurant, put yourself out there in these simple situations, um, are the most important because the, this is what I hear from most students that they want, right? They want to know how to speak in real life situations. So I know it's the hardest part, but the, it's one of those things where the only way you get better is to practice, practice, practice. Right. And that's it right there. Not being afraid of being judged. You know what? I have a story real quick. Right when you said putting yourself out there, there's a lady that I used to work at this company a while back. I still work for them, but not at that specific branch. And I told her, I said, you speak English very well. How did you do it? 
And so there's this notorious place here in Bangkok, right? And it's called Khaosan Road. Khaosan Road, this is where all these backpackers from around the world, they come together. And it's a great way for Thai people to emerge and to create those conversations. So she said she would go up to each and every individual and say, hey, how are you doing? Where are you from? She says sometimes people would be like, oh, what the hell? And other times people would be like, join us for a drink. You know what I mean? But it's that rejection that's needed also for the acceptance. So I love that you said putting yourself out there and just not being afraid of being judged. You know, I actually made an ESL podcast in terms of that. When you are no longer afraid of what other people might be thinking about you, that's when you overcome everything. You overcome yourself, you know? So that is an excellent a point. How about your point number two? Yes. Okay. You were just talking about all your listeners and all these other places. In this day and age, with the internet and all of these different platforms, there's no excuse to be ignorant. I've heard that quote before. There's no excuse to be ignorant when you have the resources. So research the platforms available that can help you learn and to match you with a conversation partner. There are so many platforms of places you can go. English speaking, Facebook groups, and um, all different websites where they will match you with a conversation buddy. And how awesome is that that there's English speakers all over the world with so many different accents? Which brings me to another point of converse with people of many different accents of the target language. Right, because even here in the United States, we have so many different accents. And a lot of times, we are able to read and comprehend from writing a lot faster than the speaking. Because when people are speaking, we don't have the printed word in front of us. Mm -hmm. I, I know that from my own experience of being in Greece and listening to people speak, and they might say a word, and I, I know that vocabulary word. These are simple words. But sometimes people's accents or how fast or how much slang they're using, I, I don't realize it's a word that I already know. So the more accents we can listen to, the better our listening ability is going to be to pick out the words that we already know. That's beautiful. And just, it's amazing that you said that because I was just talking to you right before this. And I told you that, hey, I'm going to go into these English speaking groups. I'm going to see what they're talking about. A lot of it's IELTS preparation. But you know what? 90% of the questions are, can I have a buddy to practice speaking with? And it's just all the time I see a bunch of them. And there are a lot of people out there who are messaging. And then what, go, you know, it brings me into the accent part. This is why a couple of months ago, I say, you know what? I'm going to launch ESL Worldwide Conversations. Because if I could somehow get a virtual class, okay? And this is not through an organization. This is through the Arsenio Buck Show and have an accent from China, have an accent from uh, uh, Madagascar, have an accent from Dubai, have an accent from France, and have an accent from Uruguay or Uruguay, you know, in all in one group, that's going to enable you not only to pick up the different various accents, but also just take away all the borders that actually exist out there, all the labels. 
You know what I mean? And this is why I presented you with the idea in terms of, you know, um, if I had a bunch of students in South America and North America, I would like, you know, you know, you to have that side and then, you know, I could deal with this side because the time zones and whatnot. So that's brilliant. And that's another way. And that's what people need to do. You need to start getting into these Facebook groups. If you type English, English speaking group or English grammar, whatever it may be. Okay. But preferably English speaking, you type that in on Facebook. There are a number of groups there, okay? You're gonna come across some creepers. You're gonna come across some crazies. You're gonna come across a lot of weird folks, but you know what, if they're weird, hey, there's a block button on social media, okay? So uh, yeah, that was an excellent point. So let's go on to the next one. Okay, so I had mentioned that a lot of times we know the words, but we can't recognize them in speech because of accents or slang. Mm -hmm. what helps and i've done this too in other countries watch tv and movies with the subtitles I love and follow along because a lot of times you'll realize oh i've seen this word before in print but that's really how you pronounce it mm -hmm. or to realize things that native english speakers naturally drop off as part of slang for example, you and I do this all the time, and it's not proper English, but it's totally normal. You can listen back to our conversations, and when we are using verbs that end with ing, we don't say the ing, right? You might say walking instead of walking, or talking instead of talking. Um, I might use the word gonna instead of going to. Yes, reduction. But because TV and movies or YouTube videos, all of these free things online, because subtitles can be an option, you are going to see in print what these words are that people are speaking that might seem foreign because I'm gonna go to the beach is all blurred together yeah. and somebody listening to that who's just learning, they may not hear the separations between um, very fast language. Right. When all those words are blurred together. So, um, because, this brings me to the next one, because seeing the words are so important, sing karaoke. Sing karaoke, okay, this is gonna be a karaoke. good one. Yes. Um, first of all, we know in the realm of multiple intelligences, we have, there's so many different ways to learn. So you put a visual in there. You also put in music for the auditory learners. There's, there's a reason why in preschool we learn all of these different nursery rhymes and all these different directions to wash your hands to the tune of a song or whatever it is. It's because those songs stick. It's the same thing when we're an adult. Listen to music, but don't just listen to it. Sing along with it. You're seeing the words. Those phrases, and you and I have talked about being anti-grammar worksheets a lot. Oh, <laughs> You're going to pick up grammar of <laughs> yeah. I am, he is, whatever, in I'm these in songs love. in a yeah. much more memorable, fun way. Right. And that's what it comes which uh when Katrina mentioned the representational uh system auditory. So there's a there are a lot of people out there. Sometimes we are excellent at we're a listener, okay? Sometimes we're a visual person. 
Sometimes we like to hear a plan. Sometimes we like to see it written. And so with karaoke, you get to see it written. You get to hear the audio. And sometimes with karaoke, you see the video too. So you, you don't really know, but one of your representational systems are in there and then it enables you to probably, you know, you do your best at that specific moment. Um, along with the subtitles, subtitles are fantastic. See, I'm going to give you guys an example. Netflix. Okay. I just, I just got up on Netflix. Oh my God. Like two months ago. Cause one of my friends, she had it on her phone and then I wanted to watch bird box by uh, Sandra Bullock. And cause I've seen it all the time. I was like, Oh my God, that's such a good one. But then I saw all these other weird zombie apocalypse movies. I love zombie <laughs> apocalypse because for, for two hours I could just burn my brain cells and just watch this. You know what I mean? And so uh, it was just one after another. I was like, hey, we're going to come over and watch some Netflix. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, um, and there are the subtitles for her. Why? Because she's Thai. So she's watching it. She's like, oh, okay. And she understands everything. She's listening and she's reading at the same time. You know, I have another girl who's from the northern part of Thailand who I'm going to teach this evening, as a matter of fact. And, oh, I hope that doesn't get too loud. My alarm, as a matter of fact. But I think it's okay. Anyway, so, yeah, after that, yeah, just completely went all over the place. So she can speak English quite well. And I'm like, how do you speak English? She's like, oh, well, you know what? It's very, very easy for me um, just because... I learn a lot of Netflix and she speaks a lot of French too. And I'm like, oh, she's understanding it. And I'm like, how do you watch Netflix? Well, I read the subtitles. And it's funny because when I go to the next student on the left of her and I say, how do you learn English? She, her speaking capabilities are down. Everything's just about down. And I say, do you watch Netflix? She's like, no. And now I'm not saying Netflix is the only thing, but you have to enable yourself to listen a visual and read at the same time you're getting all three or the three out of the four of the representational uh, systems that actually exist. So good, very, very good point, Katrina. So yes. And if you, you know, watch simple movies uh -huh. I, uh, and, and we've, we've discussed this before, but if I am watching a Disney movie in Spanish, and I have the subtitles happening. It's a story I'm already familiar with. Already, content that's made for children is going to have more simple language, so it's a really, really great starting base. And generally, kids not only have this more simple language, but they speak more slowly. So it's a, oh, a phenomenal, a phenomenal tool that just seems so simple. And this, relates to a few others that I have uh -oh. and um there was a there was an exhale I don't know we're getting into some things because this gets into something that can feel a little scary but record yourself record yourself especially okay people love quoting movies right people love quoting movies it's so fun because you like to hear your friends quote things back, but how often do we listen to ourselves? Recorded. So this next one, the reason why I had a really, really deep breath there is record yourself because this was a fear I had to get over about a year and a half ago before making all these videos is because some people are just so petrified 
to go back and watch a video or listen to a recording of them. But if you can record yourself and start with something fun, a book that you like, movie quotes, etc., record yourself speaking and then go back and listen. And you will notice things that you can't notice while you're in the process of speaking. You might notice things such as when I've gone back and I've listened to episodes of podcasts you and I have done, I've noticed those things such as, oh, we use a lot of, I'm not saying the ING, I'm using the slang of stopping instead of stopping. Or I notice that I use the word literally a lot in this particular podcast. But it's such good feedback. So for someone learning a language, you will notice things such as your pronunciation. Are there particular words where you pause and you draw them out? And so you'll, you can notice the pattern of, oh, maybe I need to practice these particular vowel sounds. Or it could be um, an accent where you realize, ooh, I should be accent, accenting a different syllable. All of those things that make you easy to understand, you can notice that better if you listen to recording of yourself. So that, that takes a lot of guts, but it's Absolutely. so worth it. Absolutely. Uh, I remember <laughs> three years ago, and it's funny, if I go back and listen to this, uh, there, it, there's some cringy moments. It's like, why do I keep saying that word? And it's funny, as <laughs> you said, I say literally a lot. And so one of my friends picked it up and he's like, Hey, Arsenio, uh, on your podcast, you say crazy a lot. He's <laughs> like, do you go back and listen to your podcast? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I listen to Yeah. Okay. And it's that feedback. So also when I do my English language podcast, I slow down my speech and therefore I don't recycle words. However, with my personal development, I have a tendency of speeding things up for whatever reason, and then I stumble over my words, and then the reusing of specific words happens, you know, just much more often. So that is an excellent technique. Um, there was another, oh my God, there was another story in terms of, oh, like for listeners out there who study English online. And this is why I love these platforms because they enable us to do different things and utilize specific tools such as Zoom. I'm able to record this, okay? Not only through audio, but through video. So people who study with different teachers through Zoom around the world, they could be, they're able to actually record through audio or video their voice on, let's say, okay, July 23rd. I wanna see how much better I've gotten September 23rd, two months from now. And they're able to make a comparison and say, oh my God, I've gotten so much better. So again, this technology, a lot of people say, oh, I like to learn face-to-face. -face. But to be honest with you, this conversation right here, I'm able to record every it and bit of this to see, how, to see what I'm saying wrong, to see if I speed up my speech, what words I say constantly, you, you know what I mean? And routine over and over and over. So excellent point, Katrina. I love that. And that was another point that I had is reflect after your conversations, making note of what was difficult and the words or phrases that maybe you heard that you need to look up or maybe things that you wanted to say in the conversation, but you didn't have the 
right words for. Um, and then that way, those, the phrases, you have this more engaged, intense interest in knowing what it was because you know you'll actually use it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of us don't reflect. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times if we don't reflect, then it's almost like we're not getting the complete value from our interactions. Mm -hmm. So if we reflect, and it doesn't even have to be anything super lengthy, and it doesn't have to be anything judgmental. Um, it's literally about awareness. And of course, as a person who's really into mindfulness, we know that mindfulness is that awareness without the judgment. So I might listen to myself and realize I say the word literally really often, or I'm not pausing as often as I should. And then that allows me to improve for next time. But in the case of language learning, I know that I've used this before. Um, a simple situation in Greece. I remember one um, the first few times I went to the grocery store and they were asking me if I wanted to uh, buy extra bags. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what they were saying. And it was somebody behind me in line who spoke both English and Greek who was able to say, to me, she wants to know if you want to buy a bag. And I was like, ah, okay. So I made note of that when I got home, looked up how the word for bag, and I can therefore go back later on. And the next time this happens, I know exactly what to say. And it helped me to know that, oh, I shouldn't know the word for bag or whatever else. Right. And so, and you know, you saying that, I had the same issue out here in Thailand because some words, some fruitful words are very close to being derogatory words. Let me give you an example. Banana, okay? It's, uh, it said crue, right? And you have to make that R sound or even an L sound. But the R is not necessarily in the Thai language, so you have to be more uh, pronounced, you know, enunciating the L sound. So me, I didn't say crue, I said koi. Now, in the Thai language, and for Thai people who are listening to me, they're probably freaking out because koi means the male reproductive organ and very slang. So I go into the store and I'm like, excuse me, koi, koi, you nigh, where can I get some koi? I need some koi around here. So I'm literally saying, where can I get some you know what? And the lady's like, I like that, I like that. She's freaking out. Her eyes are getting big. She's getting angry. And I'm like, whoa, I'm asking for where the bananas. And she enunciated it like very aggressively, no, clue, clue. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling her to calm down, you know what I mean? And so I've had the worst of experiences. So I can relate to that. So yeah, um, <sighs> these are some important aspects. So thank you so much for sharing that, Katrina. Yes, uh, that's, a, that's a great example. I had many of those as well. Maybe not as embarrassing as that example. <laughs> Thank you for your vulnerability in sharing that. Absolutely. I ain't got no problem with that. That's wonderful. You know, that's all comedy to me because if I share that story with the majority of Thai people, they're in, they're, they're in tears laughing. So, hey, you know, I've said a lot of ridiculous things before, but it also, see, but I can also make someone mad because I could inadvertently say that but mean the other thing, no, no, I meant banana. Oh my God, it means that, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I'm a bad boy, yeah, so. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, what, what, and see, what a way to break the ice and start a conversation with people. Love it. Yes. Okay, 
So I only have a couple left because a lot of the other ones just relate to these other categories. Awesome. Keep notes on your phone of the phrases that you'll want to use. Mm. Such as asking, you know, in a grocery store, where do I find the blank? Mm. Um, I even, because I do learn a lot from writing and I love uh, color coding. When I was in Greece, um, I and I was taking my Greek classes, I would make little flashcards. And I have these little index cards and I keep them in Ziploc baggies and I'd go through them as I'm on the Metro or the train or whatever. And first of all, people would see this and they would start talking to me because people are honored when you show effort uh-huh. in learning their language. So I had great people who just started talking to me of like, oh, this is so great. Where are you from? Where are you learning? Um, What can I help you with? Uh And the process of making these note cards was very valuable for me because I, you know, knew that I'm putting the verb and the color blue and I'm putting the adjective in the color red and I'm, constantly repeating these because I know if I'm about if I'm on the metro and I'm about to go shopping I'm gonna need to know how to ask these particular questions so if you don't want to carry around physical flashcards I get it notes on your phone help too so that when you do have those extra few minutes of you're standing there waiting for the metro you're doing something great for your brain and you are just so prepared for when people ask you something or you're in this difficult situation and you're also prepared for things like my last bullet point which is another seemingly scary thing make phone calls phone calls can be scary because unlike being in person or a zoom conversation like this you can't see the person you can't see their gestures you can't see their facial features now granted tone has a lot of nonverbal communication in there. But phone calls such as, you know, simply ordering food or making an appointment, they do take a lot of skill and it's overcoming a fear, but it's going to make things so much easier if you can get over that fear of the phone conversation because those visuals are not there. And so that's, that's just an example of a situation where your little notes on your phone or your little index cards of your phrases are going to come in handy. Uh, and just on that, I mean, if you're not able to make phone calls because maybe some people are, you know, busy throughout their life, send voice notes. Yes. And, you know, and I'm one of those people who love to send voice notes. For example, today, it's going to be a little bit of a traveling day. So um, what I would do is instead of writing and talking, forget that. I'm more of a, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, writing and looking at my phone while walking, I can actually uh, look up and do the speaking. And to be honest with you, in 20 seconds, I'm able to say probably three to four to five times the amount through a voice note than I do with writing anyways. So this is going to enable you to practice. Now, are they going to be happy with your, uh, your voice notes? Who knows? But if they are, or regardless if they're, they are or they're not, this enables you to practice your accents and things that you have probably learned. So if you learn something in a book, a little bit of 
pronunciation. Instead of saying, I'm going to go to work, you could say, hey, I'm going to go to work. And you can message five people in your little friends list and say, hey, what's going on, John? Hey, you know what? I'm going to go to work right now. I'll speak to you later. Don't say it that fast. But it enables you to practice, you know, the reduction of going to put it to gonna, I'm going to go. You see what I mean? So a more natural way. So, oh, man, thank you so much, Katrina. So that's it. Yes, and if you're really awesome. brave, here's a bonus one. Here we go. Here we go. Ask native speakers to critique you. Oh. So when you've made those recordings or you've made those phone calls, ask them, what do you think is the biggest part of my accent? Because I can tell you what, in Greece, I, th I thought I was repeating words back just as my Greek teacher was telling me. But no, that Greek, that Greek uh, gamma, yeah. Gamma. Yeah. Like the word for, I, 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 I still, I practice it so many times. Say it and again. I, Say it again. It's like a, it's oh, guttural. Yeah. Like the word for milk is gala. Well, that's what it looks like to English speakers, but it's more like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, slash the, it also has like this yuh sound. Mm. So that was a sound that I tried and I, I, I sometimes had, friends who would say, try it again, try it again. And they would laugh as I'm trying, like we were all joking about how that sound is very difficult for me. But maybe like one time out of 20, even after I'd been in Greece after a year, maybe one time out of 20, they're like, oh yeah, that's good. That's good. Other times they're just laughing. But at least I was aware of where it where it's hard for others to understand me so that I know when I get to a word, that has the gamma sound in it, I know to slow down or to use gestures mm -hmm. or to let them know non-verbally that I'm aware that I am not pronouncing this correctly. Right. Oh man, beautiful. Man, that was perfection. That was a half hour of a beauty for all of you out there. As a matter of fact, we're gonna be putting these questions together uh, I normally do transcripts um, and put other things together uh, for you guys to actually to read and whatnot. So like Katrina asked me just recently, hey, do you transcribe your episodes? In terms of episodes like this and other episodes that are very, very high up because there are a lot of people that listen to specific episodes, absolutely. Now, is it going to be word for word? No, nah, I'm not going to spend like maybe two hours to go through it every little bit. But the topics and the number one, two, three, four, it will be there. So again, you guys will be able to look at the blog and read it through the transcription. Listen to us. Some things might not be, uh, you know, some things that you hear might not be on the transcription, but that's okay. You're still getting the best of both worlds. So, oh, Katrina, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like to top it off with? Um, okay. The last few podcasts we've ended with like something totally random. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you usually ask me about what, you know, why do I have a random toy that you see in the background or whatever? Um, uh, because I am in the process of moving and I'm, um, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting rid of stuff and I have these, these ginormous Rubbermaid bins that my parents have given me when they moved of stuff that I didn't even know they saved. 
I found another toy that kind of goes along with the Curious George and the monkeys and all the other toys we've looked at. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. This brought me joy, so much joy when I found it. <laughs> what the hell is that? Is that a Yeti? Is that a Yeti? <laughs> it looks like a Yeti. So back in but it's like, it's so covered, you can't see its face. The, the fur has gone a little out of control since the early 90s. Um, <laughs> this is a toy. It's a toy dog, in case you cannot tell. Um, and it is, it was a delight. It was a delight for me. This was the early, it has a leash and there's a button. Okay. So this was in the early days of remote controlled things. And so literally the remote only did stop and go. That's all it did. It didn't even change direction. So if I'm walking this little motorized dog on the sidewalk uh -huh. and it would start to veer towards the grass, I would literally have to pick it up and change directions. Right. Um, but Gogo, my walking pup, was kind of a big deal for little six-year-olds like me in the early 90s. You saved all of that. And you know what? Just looking at something like that from the early 90s. I just go back to what I used to watch and what I used to play with in the, in the early 90s. You know what I mean? So having those types of toys, and that's a Yeti. That is a Yeti. No, it's, it's, it has been in a bin. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I forgot, I forgot I even had it, and it's had other stuff on it. It used to have like a brush, and I used to maintain it so that the hair was kind of tamed and you could actually see it was a face and you could <laughs> see that it was a dog not just a big fur thing yeah right right yeah yeah and so uh, and the thing is for people who are like what is a yeti a yeti is kind of like a snowman bigfoot right is that what that is like a snowy bigfoot yes okay okay um, abominable okay. snowman abominable snowman yeah um, some people think they're real. Most of us think of them as these fictional, funny characters to joke about. Right, right, right. There's so much, there's so much conspiracies behind, you know, Bigfoot and stuff like that. And, oh, they only exist in America. It's a lot of funny, really, really funny stories and whatnot. But again, hey, if you've seen something, I can't take that away from you and say, hey, no, you didn't see that. It's kind of like the teachers who... Uh, who told me, you know, uh, because of course me living in America, we lived in a home that I saw and heard a lot of different things. And <laughs> the, this British guy was like, no, you did not see anything. No, no. I'm like, you don't even know where I'm from. You don't even know who I am. Shut up. How is someone going to tell me what I didn't see, although I saw it? Oh God. So anyways, for all you Bigfooters and Yeti folks out there, man, <laughs> I'm not taking away anything from you guys. Okay. Uh, but till, till I see it, I'm going to have to just say, I'm going to have to debunk it. Okay. So. <laughs> can I just comment that I really love uh, when you do a British accent? It's always, because it's always someone who you're mimicking who's like very snooty and condescending. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. I don't think, no, no. You know what I mean? The like posh, the posh British. No, you know. It's no offense to any of my folks in England. It's only offense to the folks from England out here in Thailand because they're the <laughs> ones that always think they are magnificently right. So <laughs> they are perfect. <laughs> same with the Americans. Same with everyone who comes here. Oh, my God. Good times, man. I have so much fun here. Anyways, Katrina, thank you so much for sharing the little Yeti. And thank you so much for sharing all those wonderful 
wonderful tips for everyone out there, man. I'm going to be putting this into, again, transcription, list out the different, the number ones, all the way, the bullet points, which uh, Katrina made so diligently for us. Thank you so much for that. And guys, man, we got so much coming. Uh, and you know what? What we need, we need your questions, okay? Yes. So for everyone out there who's listening, if you guys have any questions in regards to learning anything in general, we would love to do a Q&A podcast, okay? Now, this one is more of developing speaking, but if you guys would like us to touch up and answer your questions and have your questions featured on the next one, please make sure you share away. And again, Katrina, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much again for having me. It's always a delight. Absolutely. And guys, with that being said, man, thank you for tuning in to another ESL podcast. I am your crazy host. As usual, it's time to boogie woogie. You guys stay tuned for more. I'm your host as always, over and out.